Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas. Today is Thursday, December 15th. 2016, thank you guys so much for joining us on this morning. We're here Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. If you ever miss a call, you can just head on over to our website, www.windreamscollide.com. That's windreamscollide.com. You can go there, catch the replay. Also, while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the mailing list, become a VIP of Vision Impact partner so we stay connected with you guys and then ladies head on over to straighttalkwomantalk.com that's straighttalkwomantalk.com it's a kingdom principle-based platform grounded in authenticity and truth with no judgment women from all over the world come together share their truth their their transparency backed by biblical principle they share their story everything and so we're really able to assist women in getting their breakthroughs mentally emotionally spiritually and financially as well so i encourage you guys to get connected um, we meet every Monday evening at 8 p.m. We also have all the calls we've done and teachings archived on the website as well as videos, too. So you can go to straighttalkwomantalk.com and just get refueled and replenished there. And then for those of you working every day to provide for your family, you want to make sure that the work you're doing now lives past you. You want to make sure you build it for your family's last name, and that's what builditforyourlastname.com is all about, the project and the vision. My husband and I strongly believe that an inheritance is what you leave for people, but a legacy is what you leave in them. And it's time for you to stop hustling for your first name and begin building something of significance for you and your family's last name. So we got the gear that's there, shirts, hats. We have events coming up. Another one taking place uh, in January. That's going to be uh, details and all of that coming out later on uh, today, no later than tomorrow. We're really excited about that one. And so stay tuned and connected for details and information on that as well. All right, folks, let's go ahead and get this party started on this morning. Get your driver, please be safe, stationary. Get out your pen and your paper so you can take notes. We ask that you post your notes on social media, tag us in it, use the hashtag when dreams collide so we can see it. Honey, come on to the line and say good morning to our VIPs. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes, did you hear me this morning? I said I am excited excited about your future. That's why I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. Ask for God's help. Ask for God's help. One of the most significant lessons I learned over the last year as we begin to look back over this last 365 days, I I always take inventory of what we learned and the wins that we got and maybe some of the setbacks and what we experienced and how we could get better and how we could do better. And I was just thinking on the other day that there are certain times you have to write this down, please. I need you to post it, all VIPs, 
We ought to be dominating social media right now. I need you to dominate social media with me. Jump on social media. Jump on Facebook. Jump on Instagram. I need you to be posting. I need you tagging and everything that we're about to talk about. But I need you to plan, do, and review. You plan your work and you work your plan. You plan your workout. You write it down. You make it plain on tablet. That's a principle. You write it down. You just don't get an inspired thought. You put it on paper. To think is to put it in ink, and you put that on paper. And now after you've done that, you do it. You execute. This is where 90% of the people fail. They, they fail to execute. If I was playing against Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player there was in the NBA, if I was playing a basketball game against him and it came down to free throws and, and I was to take a free throw and he was to take a free throw, if, if I took the shot and he didn't, the chances of me winning the game would be a whole lot better than him. Not because I'm any better, not because I'm talent, more talented, not because his legend was not what it was, simply because he didn't take the shot. And so many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we haven't taken the shot, the do part. But you plan, you do, and then you review. You must go back over it and see, take truthful inventory of your actions. Take truthful inventory of your responsibilities. Take true inventory of what it is that you did good and what you need improvement on. What it is that you did well and the things that you said, oh, well. I heard one author say a long time ago, I'd rather live a life of oh, well, than what ifs. Did you hear me post that? I would rather live a life of oh, well, than what ifs. Oh, well, it didn't work out. Oh, well, that deal didn't go through. Oh, well, we didn't make that happen. Oh, well, I made a mistake. Oh, well, I look embarrassed. Oh, well, I look silly. Oh, well, it didn't happen the way I thought it would happen. Oh, well, versus a life of what ifs. What if I would have done that? What if I would have gone there? What if I would have answered that call? What if I would have done that seminar? What if I would have attended that event? What if I would have asked that question? What if I would have met that person? What if I would have extended my hand? What if I wouldn't have cussed them out? What if plagued so many people? But I could tell you one of the quintessential things that has propelled us to this dimension of our life is asking for God's help. That word God, it's not a name. It's a disposition. It means self-sustaining one. Write it down, please. It means self-sustaining one. A lot of people say they're waiting on God, but the reality is that God is waiting on you. Two-thirds of the word God is go, G-O, go. The last word, D, do. Go do. Go, go, go. Go do it. Go be it. Go achieve it. But ask for God's help. And I'll never forget getting to this point in my life a little over a year ago. And, um, you know, God has been always important to me. And if we're honest with ourselves, you know, many of us would say God is the head of our life or God is first in our life. But when you wake up in the morning, if you roll over and the first thing you do is pick up your cell phone to post, to text, to check what happened, and God ain't the head of your life. Stop saying that. <laughs> when you wake up, when I wake up, the first thing I do is I pray. 
I pray. Prayer, prayer is, is, is your ability to communicate with your heavenly father. It's your ability as an ambassador to communicate with your home country. Prayer is asking him to interfere with earthly decisions. But I remember getting to this crossroads and um, not knowing what to do. Well, I don't want to say not knowing what to do. See, decisions, I've discovered, too, that decisions are not hard. They're not hard. Most of the decisions that we say are hard or, or tough decisions, they're not tough decisions because we don't know what to do. They're tough decisions because we know what to do, but we sometimes don't have the courage to do them. Decisions are not tough because we don't know what to do. They're tough because we do know what to do. We just don't have the courage to do them, the courage to leave, (laughs) the courage to tell the truth, speak truth, even when your voice shakes. I put up a post not too many days ago. God, he said, dear God, um, keep, oh, shucks, keep my heart. Keep my heart. That word heart has nothing to do with what's beating in between your chest cavities. That word heart has nothing to do with that. I, when I say heart, I was talking about the subconscious. You know, the heart is is that place in life or that place within you where you have meetings with yourself and the truth is always revealed. That place. Lord, keep my heart on your purpose, not popularity. God, keep my heart on your purpose, not on popularity. Keep my mind on the outcome, not just the income. And give me the courage to speak the truth, no matter who it offends. Give me the courage to speak the truth, no matter who it offends, because when you start speaking truth, people always want to point out your imperfections. When you start speaking truth, people want to point out your weaknesses. When you speak truth, people want to ridicule and tear you down, but when you've been Oh, my God, you don't need to answer the man. Ask for God's help. And isn't it amazing that we only typically ask for God's help after we've exhausted all humanly or all manly resources? We typically only ask for God's help or God's intervention when we have reached the crossroads. We've reached the center block point in our life where all wills have been removed and you're sitting on the center blocks of life and you're saying, God, I need you. If you show me your friends, I will show you your future. If you show me your friends, I will show you your future. You need faith friends. You need friends That will not only stay with you, you need friends that will pray with you. Too many of us got friends that will stay around, listen to our bickering, listen to our issues, listen to our complaints, listen to our condemnations, listen to our 
uh, fallback, listen to who's at blame, listen to who's at fault. They'll listen to all that stuff. But do you have friends that will listen and also pray? And uh, I asked God, I, I don't want to do this by myself. I, I want... I don't want a good, hmm, I don't want, I don't want a good plan. I want God's plan. I don't want bad success. I want good success. How can you have bad success? Go to the book of Joshua. Talks about having good success. If there is good success, that means there has to be bad success. And so many people find themselves succeeding at something they hate because they are not willing to lose at something they love. Did you hear me? Most people will succeed at doing something they hate because they are afraid of losing and doing something they love. Because the fear is there. The risk is there. The risk of it may not happen. The risk of it may not happen for me. The risk that, that I may look stupid. I may look silly. I may lose myself. I may lose my home. I may lose my car. I may lose my friends. The, the risk of playing it safe. I would rather tiptoe through life to arrive safely at my grave. And I didn't want that to be the case. I said, God, I need your help. Give me your plan. And after you've asked for God's plan, you just don't sit idle. You continue working. You grow where you're planted. Did you hear me? You grow where you're planted. You ask for his help and you keep working where you are. You don't just get up and quit the job right then. You just don't walk out right then. You don't walk on a relationship right then. You ask for his help and you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. You keep growing where you're planted and you keep your heart open to the next instruction. You must become sensitive in paying attention to him. You cut them off to plug into him. Cut off the resources so you can plug into the source. Ask for God's help. He's there. He's always there. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 tells us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, not small, not some, but all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's such good news, such good news to hear, and it's such a powerful word to receive. If we really understand exactly what that means, if we really understand and and, and take inventory of what's being said there, be anxious for nothing, have no anxiety about how you're going to pay the bill, have no anxiety about how you're going to get the healing, have no anxiety about are they going to make your home safe, be anxious for nothing, like nothing, no thing, not one thing you should we be anxious for. But in all things, in everything, every itty-bitty, teeny-weeny ounce of, of, of anything, be in all of that, by prayer and, supplica- and supplication. When you pray about it, when you when you seek God's wisdom on it and you just show gratitude and thanks to him, 
He'll be happy to receive our request. Happy to. Think about how you feel as a parent or just as a person. When somebody comes to you and instead of saying something like, oh, I need this or I want this versus, you know, I appreciate all that you've done for me. And I, and I know you've done more than enough, but I need a little bit more. I need this. You know, just the acknowledgement of what has already been done makes makes a person more excited to give and to do more. So we got to take that same approach when it comes to communicating with God as well. Like, hey, I'm not going to come to you just complaining all the time. Like, you got to vent. You get it. You get frustrated at times. But there should just be sometimes where you just follow the process. You come to them and you be like, I, I appreciate everything. You know, here's where I stand, as if he doesn't already know, because he, he knows everything. He knows our beginning from uh, our end and, and back and forth and everything in between. But we just let him know how we feel and what we're thinking. His peace will overcome us. And it, the scripture tells us it, it surpasses all understanding. So it's no matter what's going on in your mind about the issue, what's going on in your heart about the issue, what he thinks of it, what he feels about it, what he's going to do about it, surpasses every thought and understanding that you could have. It's greater. It's bigger. It's better. And and it's that peace that he gives us that's going to guard our hearts, that's going to help us guard our minds, not guard them from just people, but guard them from the enemy and his people. That's what it's going to do. It's going to keep it protected. And in in the right place. So you're not running around here with your mind so caught up on what's not happening to to where fear sits in, insecurity sits in, doubt sits in. Next thing you know, you're speaking negative. Then you're thinking negative. And now you're acting it out and you're, you're worse off than where you began in the first place. But he's bigger than any issue you've ever had or will have. He's more powerful than any person. What the, uh, uh, the saints will say, he's a, he's a lawyer in the courtroom, a doctor in the sick room. He's all those things. And so knowing that, when you plan, do, and re- review your work, that helps you get out there and go and execute. Once you know what it is that you need to do and you plan out how you need to do it, and you just ask him for wisdom, for guidance along the way, then you'll get there. But the key throughout all of that, folks, is just patience, having patience during the process. And I believe we talked about this earlier um, this week as well, but that's important. A lot of people get so caught up in what's not happening, they lose sight of what already has happening, and your patience is lost. It's shot. It's gone. It's done. And so now your frustration sets in, your aggravation sets in, and it's everybody's fault. There's there's just issues surrounding you as a result, and that's not wise to do. You don't have to be all things to all people. I know you're strong. I know you're powerful. I, I know you know you got it together. You sharp. You've been through a lot. You know you 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 know a lot, but you don't know it all. I don't care who you are, what you've done. There's still a lot more that you don't know. So you know a lot, but you don't know it all. 
Because the moment you feel, the, if you knew it all, then you wouldn't need God's help. You wouldn't need him to open that door that you didn't even know was going to be closed. You you wouldn't need him for anything. And a life without him, folks, I'm telling you, you're just, you're just wandering. You're just roaming. We've been there before. So ask, ask for his help. Don't, don't worry about what they going to do to help. Ask him. And he'll see to it that whoever you need, when you need them, where they need them, is going to be there. Why? Because he is the only one that can change a person's heart. He's the only one that can direct a person's path to the right place. Ask for his help. Don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. Don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. God bless you. God bless your families. And God most certainly bless your dreams.